Next on BYU Sports Nation, home court value for BYU basketball. A staggering Marriott Center bonus. But what does it mean for the Gonzaga showdown? And will they be number one today? Dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler on keys to an improbable victory over the Zags and his Y factor for Thursday night. Plus, Kalani Satake speaks to the Marriott Center crowd on the final recruiting weekend. Harvey Longy, a hero, and a stat of the day that will blow your mind. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, January 30th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with synthetic field specialist Jerem Jordan. And he knows a thing or two. He saw some games in Seattle in the 90s. That was not synthetic. That was the worst <laughs> field ever. <laughs> West of the, uh, what, was, what was it in? The, the Astrodome, yeah, in Houston. Yeah, the Kingdom, that turf was the worst. In fact, they had uh, tiles from the ceiling fall at times. They canceled the game one time. But I'm glad that BYU consulted with me prior to their announcement Friday night. Yeah. Which, by the way, let's bring that up. You hosted the first pitch auction for BYU baseball. They yeah. raised a bunch of money for the program. They had Dale Murphy speak. Wally Joyner was there. Gary Cooper, right? Everyone said you did a good job. Well, that's nice of everyone. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't talk to everyone. I guess I'd like but to. Appre- the people that talked to me said to you publicly did a good thank job. those that did tell Jerem Jordan that that uh, I did a an okay job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah that's more accurate. <laughs> now we, we're talking about synthetic field surfaces because synthetic turf field. The head baseball coach Mike Littlewood announced that BYU baseball will have a brand new state-of-the-art synthetic turf field with a heater underneath, so that they can be on the field almost 365 days a year. Unless it's like pounding, snowing outside, or just too cold. Or too which, cold. By the way, they use. Aluminum-ish bats, so uh, you can't heat those up very easily. They can be on the field. <laughs> it's is so the melty. When oh man, this just oh. about any day of the year. It's huge for That's recruiting great. and for the program. It's next level for BYU. Oregon baseball. has that. It rains a lot there, right? So they want to be able to still get out there. Even if it's poor conditions, right, and the ball's jumping around. Anyway, that's great for BYU baseball. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I discussed things like uh, compaction rate and drip rate with Mike Littlewood on Friday night. Hey, this is, <laughs> listen, as a, the what did you call me, synthetic field specialist? Yeah, yeah, these are things that these are up my alley. Yeah. We have something new for the set from the BYU baseball first pitch dinner as well. It is a signed baseball from the 1982 one time BYU student and 1983. National League MVP, one Dale Murphy, who was fantastic. It's funny by the that way. it took us you hosting that dinner to get that ball when he was actually in here. We could just had him sign a ball earlier, right? We could have done that. That ball is better than the ball we would have bought at Walmart, though. Yes, and it comes in a case too. Yeah, right? or ask Littlewood like, "Hey, you got a ball? You could have him sign." Really cool. Real quick, Tony Gwynn. I had him. I, I don't ask for autographs when I, now, but when I was a student. Tony Gwynn was head coach of San Diego State. Rest in peace. I said, uh, hey, do you mind signing a ball? I, I bought this stupid cheat ball from Shopco. Couldn't even get the package open. He, run, he walks off in a fluster, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Tony Gwynn is angry at me. Like, what did I just do? <laughs> Five minutes later, he walks out of the dugout. He had signed a ball. He goes, here. 
I was like, oh, thanks. Did he sign? Was it the ball you gave him or a different one? It was a different one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, we couldn't get the packaging off. Yeah. Very so cool. So he just signed another ball. I, I really appreciate that. He's a class act, man. He is a class act. Now if we have something signed, we do it under the guise of the set. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, Dale Murphy. We, Sweet. We something uh, for our set. Yeah, for the set. Married Center Chairs for the set. No personal interest in this at all. Nope. I'm not going <laughs> to take this when we're done here at, or anything. We're not going to fight over it later. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball defeated LMU 85-77 with Eric Mika, TJ Haas, Nick Emery, and Yoli Childs all scoring in double figures. Mika had 27 points, 9 rebounds, told me he wasn't that tired after the game. Because of uh, 69 free throw attempts and 50 fouls. Yeah, maybe that was a huge part yeah, of it, right? stoppages. Cougars. Host Gonzaga, the last unbeaten team in America on Thursday. In Saturday night's post-game conference, Dave Rose was asked if the Zags deserve to be the number one team in America. This is what he said. They haven't lost yet, so just the fact that you can get this far in the season without a loss, you probably deserve to be number one. Do you agree, Jerem Jordan? No. I think Kansas, number two, who lost last week on the road at West Virginia, who was ranked. But then Saturday went to Kentucky, number four, and won. That win is too good. Kansas should be one. Gonzaga's two. Listen, Gonzaga should be in the top three, five, right? They'll be number two. That's awesome. Even though Kansas now has two losses, and Kentucky lost twice last week. Who's, who's Kansas's other Kansas men's basketball's other loss. Let's you know look I mean? right now. Like, their strength of schedule is different than Gonzaga. But but regardless, CBS Sports uh, released their poll. It's not we go by we use the AP poll primarily here. The writers, yes, they're so intellectual. We usually make fun of the writers. Yeah, in this, but in this I think instance, the writers are the knowledgeable ones, right? There's no committee or whatever. I I think that Gonzaga deserves to be number two. Oh, in, and in he, which poll? Here, it's official, Jerem. In the AP? The Gonzaga Bulldogs, I am being told, according to the Associated Press poll, are wow. number one in America. That's awesome because BYU's never played the number one team in the Marriott Center. How, How about that? How about this? Yes, number the Cougars two is have the hosted. Highest. The Cougars have hosted number two a few times, but they have never welcomed the number one team in America to Provo. That will all change on Thursday. Well, then. Let's hope that after the game, it has the same level of meaning. Wow. <laughs> because if you win, that ranking is awesome. Okay, how many votes? Gonzaga wow. Gonzaga got 46 first place votes in the latest AP Top 25 Zags poll. Zags are one. Baylor number is two. Gonzaga Sports Nation? What just Kansas happened? number three. Mm. Mm. How about this? By the way, St. Mary's up to number 18. There you go. The WCC has there two top go. 20 teams and the number one ranked team in America coming to Provo on Thursday. It was already going to be exciting, um, but it's even more exciting now. Gonzaga came as number two three seasons ago, and BYU played a five-point game. History. C- coming up, more on, more on the home court, more on what that might mean for BYU. Yeah, history in the making mm. this week. What that? a week, by the way. Signing day, Gonzaga Let's talk about on that Thursday. For a Pause. Woo! Wednesday. BYU football signing day. We got you covered. Noon and 6 Eastern. Live reports. Kalani Sitake, Ty Detmer, Elias Tuiaki. It'll be awesome. Thursday, number one Gonzaga in town. Friday, men's volleyball versus UCLA. The rival. Number two. Saturday. Uh, if it's not Thursday, it's going to be Saturday. Dave Rose's 300th win. 
against Portland. Big week. This is a fantastic Big week. Hey, Jamal Williams had eight rushes for 29 yards, two receptions for nine yards, and two tackles. What? In the Senior Bowl on Saturday. Yeah, special teams and then an interception, I think. Yeah, in Mobile, Alabama. Harvey Longy had a good game, too. Three tackles, intercepted a two-point conversion, blew up some linemen on a couple other plays. You won't find that in the box score. As the South beat the North, 16-15, unlike the Civil War. Harvey Longy is going to get drafted. BYU will have two draft picks this year. He did work in the Senior Bowl, and that's how one uh, Ezekiel Ziggy Ansah got himself not only drafted, but the fifth pick. Let's go. That's awesome. Let's go. Women's basketball lost to LMU in a second overtime game from last week, 77-74. Cassie Broadhead did have a game-high 25 points and five assists in the loss at Gersten Pavilion. She leads the league in scoring. She's, uh, she's playing really well. Unfortunately, BYU lost that one. In fact, BYU has three conference losses, one in overtime, one by one point. Yeah, all hmm. on the road, too. All on the road. How about that? Huh, all on the road. Well, then. Number three, BYU men's volleyball fell to number seven, UC Irvine, in five sets Friday night, this was one of the greatest matches I have seen in the Smith Fieldhouse. In fact, I think it was the second best one in the last decade. It was so good. BYU lost in five, but it was so good. BYU then on Saturday swept UC Irvine. Friday's was the conference match or federation match, if you will. But it was so entertaining. BYU has some work to do in a couple of spots, but it was so fun. Every, yeah, two overtime sets, and including one that went 34-32, went to five sets. BYU took care of business on Saturday. So BYU welcomes in UCLA this weekend. Even An even bigger weekend for the Cougars. On that note, let's rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Home court bonus. Newsflash, Jerem. BYU basketball wins on their home court. In other news, the sun rose today. It's really cold in Utah, and from what I'm hearing, chocolate is still a popular food selection for most people. Especially women. The Cougars are now 12-1 and at the Marriott Center this season, remaining perfect in West Coast Conference play in Provo after that eight-point win against LMU. But let's be fair to the situation. BYU, until this week, has yet to host either of the top two teams in the West Coast Conference. That all changes in a few days when number one ranked Gonzaga visits the Marriott Center as the last unbeaten team in Division I college basketball. Some numbers for you. College basketball stats guru Ken Pomeroy has BYU with a whopping 9% chance to beat Gonzaga in Provo. 9%! When's the last time BYU had a 9% chance to win on their home floor? Maybe when they went 1-25 in 1996? Summon the spirit of Utah Valley, who had 1% chance to beat BYU. Holy cow. The Cougars are a 15-point underdog, according to KenPom.com. Team rankings has BYU with a generous 18% chance to win. Yeah, twice the amount. But the Cougars don't lose at home, right, Jerem? They're the best in the Marriott Center. Take off they have Blue been 12 goggles. 13 meetings. Blue goggles removed. This is maybe the best Gonzaga team ever. Which brings us to our Twitter question. What's home court worth for BYU Hoops versus Gonzaga? We've chronicled that BYU's 4-6 and six away, 12-1 and one at home. What's it worth? What's it worth? And will that make a difference Thursday night? Uh, first tweet. Use the hashtag BYUSN at SodaCoog. Against this Gonzaga team, honestly, not much. BYU has to play a flawless game and force Gonzaga into many mistakes. A flawless game despite the distinct advantage they have displayed at home, which brings us to our stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. There is a distinct difference between BYU at home on the road, and here's the number. There's actually a number associated with this. BYU's 19 points better at home than on the road. Let me explain. 19! BYU averages this season a three-point loss on the road. Okay. That's the average, okay. right, of score. The average at home is a 16-point win. So there's a 19-point <laughs> margin there. BYU's 19 points better. Youth! So, so if Ken Palm says that BYU is a, what did you say, 15? 15, 15-point 15 dog. 15-point dog? Does that mean they would be a 31-point dog neutral? <laughs> is that what that means? Something like that. It wouldn't be that high. It wouldn't be that high. But uh, 20s? He gives BYU a 2% chance to win on the road at Gonzaga. 2%. 2%. <laughs> I don't even drink that kind of milk. I'm a 1% guy. I'm actually 2 but my wife's 1%. Uh, so I'm I, I yielded on that one. I am absolutely fascinated by this setup and this week for BYU basketball. BYU has nothing to lose. It's so fun. They're not supposed to win this game. In fact, here's what I think it does. If, if BYU was going to lose by 20, now it's a 8 to 12 point contest. I think BYU can hang. We've, on, home court, on BYU's home court, we've seen BYU play Gonzaga and compete or win when the Zags have been top three. Let's talk about that. Uh, when I shaved my head that game at in Spokane, Gonzaga was number three. Gonzaga was number three. Gonzaga was number two in 2013. Let's talk about this for a moment. So BYU, the last six seasons, you go from Jimmer senior year to now, BYU has beaten Gonzaga at least once a season except for one year. It was 2013 when the Zags were a one seed and ranked number two in the Marriott Center. Guess what? And BYU was an NIT Final Four team. It kind of sets up that way. BYU looks like an NIT Final Four-ish kind of team right now. Okay. They're not a tourney team okay. right now. Gonzaga is a one seed. They're number one team. They're a one seed. BYU played a five-point game in the Marriott Center. Can BYU do that again? Where they? Kevin Pangos went one for 12 that, that game, by the way. Can Nigel Williams-Goss just stink it up Thursday night? Are you ready to put your hair on the line again, Jerem? Your no. magical no. hair? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But there's magic involved with that, man. There's nothing magical about staring at my bald head for six weeks. If it means beating Gonzaga at home when they're the number one team in America? The personal <laughs> cost is too high. <laughs> Starting guard TJ Haas. Optimistic about playing Gonzaga in Saturday's post-game press conference. What did Mr. Hawes say about the Bulldogs coming to the Marriott Center and how the Cougars compete? Yeah, I feel like we're, we're really excited for this team. Um, they're very talented. They play hard. And, you know, we're going to have to come out and have a great effort if anything is going to happen on our end. We're going to have to have a great effort if anything is going to happen on our end. Oh, that's the start of it, right? Oh, my goodness. Coming up in the show, Dave Rose has won 180 games at home and lost only 18. How has Gonzaga factored into that? Another mind-blowing stat for all of you basketball junkies out there and just BYU fans in general. We'll discuss that later on. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What's home court worth for BYU hoops against Gonzaga? Jeremy and I already told you. 19 points this season. That is the number associated with that. But there's always some, you know, difference involved. What are your opinions? Send it in. Up next, Uncle B back in Studio B, college basketball analyst Blaine Fowler on how in the world BYU beats the Zags on Thursday. But it's only a 9% chance. This is BYU Sports Nation.
BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to answer the following question. What's home court worth for BYU hoops against new Number one ranked Gonzaga on Thursday. We told you it's worth 19 points this season versus the road. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what the line ends up being for this game. But Ken Palm says 15. I'm telling you right now, this will be a single-digit basketball game. That would be fantastic. It'll I, be a single-digit basketball I, game. I think that's what you hope for as a BYU fan. If not, then I, I think it's like, mm, wasn't a game, right? Does BYU get blown out at home? It's It's not often. Yeah, it's not often. I just... The atmosphere. BYU's only loss at home was double digits, wasn't it? BYU's play will be lifted and raised by a crazy atmosphere. It's not too much to anticipate that. I think it's going to be a single digit game. Yeah, Gonzaga has been a top 10 team a few times when they come to Provo, and it's always been a single digit game. I don't think it's going to be any different. One or hung. Like, will will competing be enough? Like, if if BYU doesn't win, because I don't expect BYU to win the game, it's the number one team in the country. That would be. A huge win. Like, would it be? Like, where would it rank among the all-time great BYU basketball wins? I'll think about it if BYU wins. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it until then. <laughs> I, I, have, I have too much to do before then. I don't have time for that question. What's home court worth for BYU hoops against Gonzaga? At our Greenhaw answers, it can be the cause for a special night. If the Cougars start hot, home court can continue that momentum. That'd be nice. And by the way, number two UCLA men's volleyball coming too. So this week, BYU hosting one in hoops. Two in volleyball. Awesome. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, college basketball analyst, back in Studio B. Welcome, my friend. What's up, guys? Number one Gonzaga. That's I what's know. up. What do you think? You, you were surprised by that. I am surprised. I'm not surprised by it. We, we, like on the air on Saturday, we were just saying, hey, when we looked at the score and saw how ridiculous they were pounding, uh, who were they playing Saturday? Pepperdine. Pepperdine. We were going, oh, they're that. They'll be one coming in Thursday. We just figured they would. So it surprised Jerem. Jerem thought that they put Kansas up there yeah. because of the road. I winning, thought beating but. number four was greater than beating Pepperdine, but okay. but the thing is, Kansas <laughs> had lost earlier in the week, and Kentucky yeah. lost twice. Right. So they value the undefeated yeah. mark. No, and, I, and, and they the should time. be they should be yeah. number one. If if they weren't number one, then something fishy was going on, and and so I expected them to be one coming in. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and they just they, des- they deserve to be yeah. number one. What is home court worth to BYU in a game like they will host on Thursday? It's huge for them. You guys already pointed out the stat of the day was they're 19 points better at home. But but let's let's talk about the behind the scenes of why that is. And people are going to go, huh? It's because defensively they're way better at home. And, and what, what I've watched on the road with, and we keep talking about how young this team is, but young teams make bad decisions. When BYU gets out on the road and they don't have that home crowd egging them on and pushing them and giving them energy to defend, to stay low in their stance and to play defense – Teams make shots against them on the road. And, you know, like Jared Brownridge makes a few threes. Then you see guys on the offensive end hurrying up, not running the offense, forcing shots. So these young guys think there's too many great scores from high school that think, oh, i got to go get that back. Brownridge just made three straight threes, so I personally am going to go get that back. And they get out of the offense, and they force shots on the offensive end. So their shooting percentage comes way down on the road. Their offensive production comes way down on the road because they don't defend as well on the road. Is that making too much of a jump that defense leads to offense? This team plays better defense at home. And, you know, we that game Saturday night, 
We saw the other team make some, make some shots, but BYU would get stops when they needed them. They'd get out and run. They had better shot selection, and they end up winning, winning that ball game. I think it's because they play better defense. And if they're going to beat Gonzaga, which is a big if, right, they're going to have to play the best defensive basketball game they've played all year, bar none, not even close. That's their only chance is to be good on the defensive end. And that means defending inside, defending the dribble drive with those bigs and keeping them out of foul trouble. If Mika and Yoli Child spend significant time on the bench in that first half with fouls, then then BYU is really going to struggle to even stay close. When BYU uh, beat or hung with Gonzaga when they've been in the top three, so in Spokane, I was at that game, uh, you know, two years ago. Kevin Pangos was terrible. Wiltshire was terrible in those games. Like they were like five for twenty-three. Then at home, number two Gonzaga four years ago, Pangos was one for twelve. That that's kind of what it took was. Good defense, but an off night from one of the guys yeah. on the other side. Do, this Gonzaga team seems like they have too much balance. They, they, they've got seven guys that could go off on you. So one guy can't have a bad night. You have to have two of them have a bad night. Ooh. Because they typically don't rely on somebody to get 30. But, you know, so I was, go, I was going down. Go down the list. Perkins has had a 26-point night. Matthews has had a 36-point night. Uh, Williams Goss has had a 36-point night. By the way, his cousin uh, is a Cougarat. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, his cousin's a cougarette. Well, then. Get him at BYU! But anyhow, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Williams, a 27-point night. Karnowski's had a 24-point night. Um, Silas Melson's had an 18-point night off the bench. Zach Collins has had a 21-point night. I just named seven guys that have had six that have had um, 18, seven that's had 18 or more, six that have a 20-plus or more night. So any one of these guys left unattended can absolutely kill you. And this is a, a, a team offensively. It's very smart. They execute what they're supposed to do so they don't take bad shots and they get it to the guys that are open. And the guys that are open make shots. Hey, that's how you get to be number one, right? And you look at where they are in field goal percentage in the league. They're number one. They shoot almost 52% from the field because they don't take bad shots. So, so they're going to have to have a couple of guys have bad nights. Well, a couple of guys only have bad nights when you defend like crazy and force them to have bad nights. Contested shots on the perimeter. Nothing easy inside. And again, it's going to mean that BYU's first five have to be able to play extended minutes without fouling to be able to have that kind of defensive effort to cause them problems. Then you get them on the road, and if it's a close game, and and here's BYU's advantage right now. They've been pummeling people. So they haven't been in a tight ball game in a long time. That's the thing. They haven't played in a close game. What a great problem for Gonzaga. And in an environment (laughs) like this. This will be the craziest environment they've been in all year, period. Yeah. If this is a tight ball game midway through the second half, with this place going nuts and BYU's guarding and getting energy now 30 minutes into the game to guard because they've stayed with them. So if BYU can keep that crowd in it, um, now they got a chance going down the stretch because they'll have the energy to defend and Gonzaga will be going, why? They'll be talking to each other. Now I think it's a veteran team and they're really good and they may be able to weather that anyhow. But that's the opportunity that BYU has to create for themselves. they got to Find the defensive moxie to get out there and guard guys and keep this thing close and take good shots and not be in a rush to get them to that 10-minute mark of the second half where this crowd can just Take advantage of the crowd. BYU has to take advantage of the crowd. And and the curious thing is that – so BYU's beaten them up there the last couple years. But remember, they've beaten them in the first game of the season series every time. So, so they beat them up there because it's been – Two years ago was the last game of the regular season. Right. So, so, but last year, I think, you know, it's like, how do they beat them up there and then they come down and get beat? Well, BYU's coming back into that second game where they won. Used the same formula and Gonzaga went, okay, this didn't work at home. 
So this is what we have to do. And I thought they executed their, executed their game plan perfectly last year here on the road. Well, this is the first meeting. A lot of new faces for BYU. Mark's a fantastic coach, but still the first time he's seen a bunch of these guys. This is a crazy environment. That's BYU's shot. But if they don't play great D, they don't have a shot. You played for a team that was ranked number one in the country as well in 1984 with BYU football. Someone right now is like, wait, what? Uh, like one person. <laughs> huh? Gonzaga's number one. Is there a difference once you slide into that number one spot of being the number one team now? Because that's Gonzaga's uh, fate. It's, you, you do you add a little bit of extra pressure, which is good pressure, I think. But But here's what. When I was playing way back then, we usually don't go, hey, when I was playing, because I hate that. But I want you to do that. You, if you want me to do it right now, let me tell you the difference. It's a pattern of winning. So every time we step, because this wasn't just the guys I played with in 84. This was because in 1978 and 79 and 80 and 80, every one of those years leading up, BYU dominated. They get behind, it didn't matter. Hey, Giff Nielsen's going to bring us back. Doesn't matter. Hey, Jim, Steve's going to throw three touchdowns. Hey, McMahon, oh, they got, we got the ball back with two minutes to go down by five. What's wrong with these people? Are they idiots? Jim's going to take them down the field and we're going to score. And so you stepped out onto the field every time expecting to win. And you didn't panic when you got behind because you expected to win. So you play loose because you play confident. You don't panic so you don't force shots. Gonzaga's got a body work that's not just, hey, we're number one right now. They've been really good for a long time. So that program has them go into places and assume and, and that they're going to win. And they play with confidence and they play loose. And the only way you take that away from them is a pro. it's not going to happen if you just play good for five minutes. Because they're going to go, ah, we've been behind before, we always win. It has to be a sustained effort to get them into the last ten minutes of the game where they start to go, whoa. Like, nobody hangs with us this long and gives us this problem. So then they start to question themselves. But a, a veteran team, number one or not number one, that's been this good this long, it takes a long time to shake their confidence and make them feel like they're out of a ball game. So it's, it's a really good basketball team. It's going to be fun to watch. The matchup, Mika against the Bigs for Gonzaga, because they have multiple, you know, with, with Karnowski. Down there. I don't think they can guard Mika. Now, can Mika guard them without fouling? That's the question. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think Mika is the most skilled big man in in the Mountain West or in the West Coast. Better, I'm doing the Mountain West. He's better than anybody in the Mountain West. I've been in, I've seen every team in that league. So I, you know, I, I haven't done any of the Pac-12 yet, face to face yet. I've been watching the Pac-12. You'd be hard to find a more skilled offensive player in the post than Mika in the Western United States right now. And this will be Mika's coming out party in terms of okay, can he do it against? Really, really good competition, and, and I'm excited to see that matchup too. And here's the difference between Gonzaga this year and past years, and, and, and this is coming right from Mike Dunlap. We had a nice visit with him, and after we talked about all the things for the game, and if you don't know who that is, that's, that's the, the um, head coach um, for, LMU. for LMU that we visited with on Saturday. And uh, we said, okay, hey, give us a scouting report because you've played these guys. And he said, you look at them in the past. They've been really, really talented, unbelievably skilled offensively, and good defensively he says this team has a nastiness about it that he's never seen in the Gonzaga team and like it or not Gonzaga's had a reputation even when they get into the tournament they just don't have that edge being a little soft right just not nasty they're a finesse team well I got news for you this year they're very good offensively at executing like they have been and then they got a nastiness about them on the defensive side that that makes them a number one team I think and we asked him he goes you know if they get the right draw in the tournament they're a legit final four team that's Mike, Mike Dunlap. That's not us saying that. That's somebody I value his opinion very highly. And so 
That's the opportunity in front of BYU. If you can't get up for that, if you can't play defense out of your mind and stay low in your stance and do everything you can, um, the, the risk BYU has is getting two up on the offensive end. Play like crazed dogs on defense. And then on offense, put on a different face and play with poise and take good shots. That's what it's going to take. Do they have a shot? You know, would you tell me there's one in a thousand? Well, maybe more like one in a million. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ken Palm gives BYU a 9%. That's right. So he's saying so nine in a hundred. And because it's Gonzaga, you think there's a chance. Wait, maybe if, we should go. If, is do they have a 50 50 chance? Maybe more like nine in a hundred. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you there's, there's a chance. If you changed the jersey, you'd be like, no chance. If you said North Carolina was in here, number one, you'd be like, oh, no way. Duke. But it's Gonzaga. But it's Gonzaga, so you believe, right? Yes, because they're, they're, the programs hey, guys, know each other well. They're as good as any of those teams. Absolutely. That's, that's as good as any of those teams. They're ranked yeah. higher than all of those But teams. having said that, yeah. BYU has the offensive skills that if they can knuckle down and play D and take good shots – and that and the Marriott Center, they can stay with anybody. But we'll see. Man, we'll, we'll we'll have a pretty good idea five minutes in, but we really won't know um, until halfway through the second halfway half, through the second half. Minutes. If they're in this ball game now, Gonzaga's got themselves a ball game. Okay, give me one name. Eric Meek has been Mister Consistency for BYU. I'm not expecting anything less from him. But who is the Y factor for you on Thursday night for BYU? And I, I hate putting pressure on guys, but. I, I has to be, it's two guys, but I think Emery has to be really good defensively outside. He has to be really good out there on the defensive end. And, and I'm going to look at this game, and it's not even going to be about um, does he score a bunch of points. Does he play great defense? Because I think he's the energy guy that makes everybody else on the guard line play harder. So will then Hawes catch the vision and play good defense? Will Eli catch the vision and play defense? I think Emery is the tone, center def- tone setter defensively. So to me, it's not so much – does Emory come out and score lots of points? Does he set the tone defensively? Um, and we may not be able to see it on a stat line, but ask me at halftime on Saturday if Emory's the X factor. And it may not have anything to do with stats. It'll be how he's playing defensively. So to me, he is. And then he needs to make good shot selections on the other end. So he can't get too excited when he makes a great play and go down there. So he's got him. So I think to me, the way he plays will have a big impact on BYU in this one. Blaine Fowler, bringing it in Studio B, number one ranked Gonzaga coming to town on Thursday. Great stuff. Thanks, Blaine. Thanks, guys. What's home court worth for BYU hoops against Gonzaga? That is our Twitter question at BRGRED, says three points, which means the Bulldogs should win by 17 instead of 20. Wow. (laughs) Hey, hey, wipe the snark off that tweet right there. (laughs) I can appreciate that one. Still on the way, our going for two results from Saturday night. Why, Jerem's still feeling the heat. Plus, Kalani Satake addresses the Marriott Center crowd on the final weekend before signing day. This is BYU Sports Nation. Number one Gonzaga, huh? N- not number two or three, number one. Numero uno! Ramsey's arms are the number one. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. All of a sudden, I'm hungry again. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. If you missed the interview with Blaine Fowler, what he says has to happen for BYU, not to beat Gonzaga, but to even have a shot to be in the game late. He said what I've been screaming all year. The two things, tell me. I'm not going to say it because I want people to download the podcast. And Fine, I'll say it. Defense <laughs> and value possession, a.k.a. shot selection. Hey, number one Gonzaga. 
like 15 minutes ago, okay, more like 25, 25 minutes ago, the new AP poll came out, and the writers have selected Gonzaga as the number one team. So for the first time in the history of Brigham basketball, the Cougars are hosting number one Thursday night, 11 Eastern on ESPN. And it's not close, Jeremy. And BYU Radio. 46 first place votes. Wow. The next highest team, Kansas, with nine. The writers had not valued Gonzaga's undefeated season to this degree until this week. They've been undefeated the whole time, but poof, everyone loses. And so finally the door opened. Gonzaga kicked it down, uh, and they're in there. So number one, Gonzaga, Thursday night. St. Mary's number 18. Baylor is the second-ranked team in the country. They are the only one-loss team in Division I basketball right now. They're 20-1, and one, number two, Kansas, number three. Wow, Gonzaga coming to town. This is a fantastic week of BYU sports. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Signing day, Gonzaga, rivalry volleyball Friday night, and then if Dave doesn't do it on – Dave Rose, I'm saying, doesn't do it on Thursday night, chance at win number 300 on Saturday night. Oh, it better come – Saturday night, at least. He got win number 299 on the previous Saturday against LMU, 85-77. Four different Cougars scored in double figures. Eric Mika led BYU with 27 points and nine rebounds. In the post-game conference, Dave Rose was asked if he thought Gonzaga deserved to be number one. Well, they are, but what did the coach think? They haven't lost yet, so just the fact that you can get this far in the season without a loss, you probably deserve to be number one. And they are. And they are, which I thought they'd be number two. I thought Kansas' win at Kentucky would be valued more. But big time for BYU, and uh, big time Saturday as well for BYU Cougars. Jamal Williams, Harvey Longy in the Senior Bowl. Williams had eight rushes, 29 yards, two receptions for nine yards, and two tackles, including the uh, very first play of the game on special teams for Jamal Williams. Harvey Longy had three tackles, intercepted a two-point conversion, Blew up some linemen. He was awesome. The South beat the North (laughs) 16-15, unlike the Civil War. Women's basketball lost to LMU in a second overtime game in a week's time, 77-74. Cassie Broadhead led BYU with a game-high 25 points and 5 assists. She's going to be the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. She's got to keep it going. She's doing well, though. Uh, And number three, BYU men's volleyball lost to UC Irvine, who's ranked number seven in five on Friday night, swept. The Anteater Saturday night. But Friday night, that was on BYU TV. That's one of the best matches I've ever seen in the uh, Smith Fieldhouse. That was so, so fun and crazy and two overtime matches and went to five, which is essentially overtime in volleyball. Uh, So fun stuff coming up this Friday and Saturday. We'll have Friday's match against number two UCLA at home. Woo! (sighs) Number two UCLA, number one Gonzaga. This this is an epic week. Wow. And signing day. Football signing day Wednesday. Woo! Before we get to our going for two results, Jeremy and I love competition, okay? Here's a fun fact for you, and I told you I would uh, reveal this later in the show. I'm, I'm going to do it now. Okay, Dave Rose has won 180 games at home, 299 mm. overall, right? Pretty good. He has lost only 18 on his home floor. That's pretty crazy. That's a 10-to-1 ratio. 180 wins, 18 losses. But... Gonzaga owns a winning record against Dave Rose in Provo. I would have guessed that, given the programs. The Zags are 3-2 and two in the Marriott Center against Dave Rose. So, they own three Dave's of... Dave's actually... Is, Dave has better wins on the road. They own three of home. the 18 wins in the Marriott Center in the Dave Rose era. Hmm. 
That ratio, by the way, that's my sugar to vegetable ratio. Ten to one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the same ratio. So uh, that's how you can still uh, do up that top button, man. Yeah. <laughs> Got to flatten this puppy out down low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Dave Rose trying to get to five hundred against Gonzaga in his home building on Thursday night. They'll be the number one team in America. That's BYU, probably not. That's fantastic. All right, now it's time to relive our going for two. Can you predict the future? Kind of. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan remains up by one after the weekend. I am now 28 and 34 overall. Mr. Jordan, 29 and 33. To recap what I picked and then what actually happened, let's go with my first one. Yoli Childs will have more points than rebounds. Swish! Got that one right. Swish! Now, I went against... (laughs) The late trend of Yoli Childs where he was averaging more rebounds than points, and I said he would have more points than rebounds. Ten points, eight rebounds, so got that one. (sighs) Didn't work hard enough on the glass. Number two. Late in the game, I was feeling really good about this. And then BYU missed their last two three-point shots. You should point out who did it. I said the Cougars will shoot 36% or better from the three-point line. Nope, mm. five for 15, 33%. It was BYU Nick was Emery. five for 14. It was then. Nick Emery and Elijah Bryant that had the last two chances to put BYU above 36%. Yeah, we don't like calling people out, but yeah, it was Emery and Bryant. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey. They got to keep me humble, hey. right? Thanks, man. One for two for me. Why? BYU win by 17+. plus. No! Nope. Yeah, beating you couldn't beat LMU by 17 plus help. Come on! What was it? Eight point game. Uh, and number two, TJ Haas and Nick Nicholas. Uh, they never led by 17. They led by 15, 16 with 16. eight and a half left. And I was like, it's happening. Nope. No. TJ Haas and Nick Emery will combine for more than 30 points. Now, a little bit of controversy there because I said for more than 30 points, and then I corrected myself verbally. Remember, I said what I mean is thirty plus. Ooh. So we're we're cool on that one. We checked. We checked with the uh, committee, the going for two committee. There's a, a group of thirteen people scattered across the country. We consulted with them. They did approve that verbal correction on Friday. Oh, but they wouldn't approve my when I said BYU would shoot forty three percent and the forty two point nine didn't round up. No. Because that's not forty three. Kind yeah, of like I a think four, that nine, you're the 40, head of this committee. Kind of like a four nine forty. I think that you're the head of this nine. committee. You are the head of this. I'm committee. not. I'm uninvolved. So that there's no bias. So no, there's I'm only sure. some bias. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Jerem and his yeah. mom are on the committee. <laughs> Leave the mothers out of this. <laughs> and no touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Oh, who wants Jerem to put his hair on the line for Thursday? Because it's magic, right? It's been great luck. If you did it um, and BYU won, dude, then I'm you working. would have to admit that you have magic hair for BYU. Working. No. No. I'm not saying you're going to do it, but like if it did hey, happen. Maybe if we get like a thousand votes on something or something. A thousand or something, votes? Or something. <laughs> What's home court worth for BYU basketball against Gonzaga? What are you going to do? Challenge Why is it always me? What perhaps. are you going to do? <laughs> Shoot something. Stay with us. Up next on BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Hit it together. More Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan discussing whether or not Jerem will shave his hair if BYU beats Gonzaga. Our daily rebroadcast, by the way, airs weekdays on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, is always brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yeah. So during the break, we were discussing 
uh, whether I should put my hair on the line. The answer is no right now, okay? But I was contemplating if we got a thousand retweets mm-hmm. on something, mm-hmm. would we do it? That's what I'm contemplating right now. So, yeah. Uh, football signing day is coming that up. Doesn't mean it's Wednesday. Gone. That doesn't mean it's gone. They still have to win the game. They would still have to win the game. Yeah. Noon and, noon and 6 Eastern, signing day, football, awesome, BYU TV, Wednesday. Yes, I had uh, somebody... One word... Sentences. Somebody tweeted me and asked if there was going to be a signing day special like previous years. Yes, it would yeah. just be in the format of BYU Sports Nation. Obviously, like our live time, noon Eastern, and then again, we will have uh, an additional hour at 6 Eastern for Mountain Time live with the coordinators, Kalani Satake. It's going to be fun. going to have a lot of fun Dittmer. on Wednesday. Maybe Ty will put his hair on the line with me. Ooh. Our Twitter question today, what's home court worth for BYU basketball against Gonzaga? At Laser Sheep said maybe six points. Gonzaga is for real, so maybe that's generous. Six points? So what does that mean, though? That BYU will lose so, by how many? So Ken Palm says 15, so you give BYU six, so nine. Did, you, did Ken Palm give BYU points because of the way they played? Oh, he home? gives up his yeah. straight-up prediction. So it yeah. would be 20-ish, right? Yes, BYU is a 15-point dog on their home floor and a 9% chance to win. Listen, if BYU wins Thursday, it's not going to get BYU into the tourney, but it's going to make a splash nationally. We have all week to discuss. Yes, we do. But not really. We have signing day wins. Signing day. Speaking of signing (laughs) day on Wednesday, Kalani Satake, the head football coach, addressed the Marriott Center crowd on Saturday night and... Some recruits in the building during the final weekend of recruiting before the all-important Wednesday. Listen to what the coach had to say to the fans Saturday night at the Marriott Center. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Butch. Uh, Can't believe it was a year ago that I stood at center court and spoke to you guys. Uh, Time flies by when you're having fun. Thank you for 2016. That was a great year. We look forward to making 2017 even better, right, guys? Join us Thursday. All right. Before, uh, before we get off the court and cheer on Coach Rose and the boys in the second half, I want to just talk about a couple things. First, I want to thank the seniors that are graduating uh, for all their hard work and dedication in this program. We wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors, and uh, they will always know that BYU will be home. Thank you, seniors. With with that said, with that said, uh, we're really excited about our returning roster. As you see, the, some of the guys behind me, uh, Tanner and Butch, I already spoke to you guys. We're excited about the roster, and, and, and they're working extremely hard in the weight room and ready for spring ball, and August will be right around the corner. So we're excited for, for them returning, and we're excited about the new faces that we get to join the family uh, here soon. So new faces. Okay, uh, also just want to recognize someone. A month ago, uh, we said goodbye to a great icon in BYU, uh, a great person by the name of Lavelle Edwards. Oh, man. Uh, Just want to thank Coach Edwards and his family for all the hard work and everything that they've done for BYU that we get to enjoy today. 
we hope to continue the tradition and the legacy that he established here decades ago, and we're, we're going to enjoy doing it in his stadium. And finally, uh, finally, I, I just want to just speak on behalf of the team, on behalf of our players, our coaches, our support staff, and all of our families, and tell all of BYU, our football family, and our, our just everything involved with BYU, whether you're an administrator, faculty, staff, um, a fan, and especially the best student section in the world, the rock, the rowdy, rowdy rock. We are, we are all BYU. We are all BYU fans. And you have the power to make things great. You're what's good about sports. So thank you to the BYU family. Continue to support everything that's great about BYU. I hope that uh, as, as we go on, our time will come in August, but as we go throughout the sports, you guys can, can uh, support all the other athletic teams, uh, our, our, our men's and our women's team that need our support. Because you guys motivate us, whether we're playing in Provo or anywhere else in the country, home is always where we play. Because we have the best support and the best fans everywhere. So thank you. So thank you for all your support. We have a lot of gratitude for you. And we're so thankful. We want to say continue to rep the Y, continue to rep the Y, and keep the faith. Love you guys. Go Cougars. Kalani Satake, 9-4 and four in his opening campaign as the head football coach at BYU, had his Cougars in the top 35 of ESPN's Football Power Index and likely going to have two guys, at least, drafted into the NFL. That's the hope. And as you heard me uh, earlier, Dave Rose uh, will join us coming up Thursday on game day. It's very exciting. The head ball coach on game day against number one ranked Gonzaga. Woo! Look forward Six to that. I love it. Just, we're just adding more to an already loaded week of BYU Sports Nation. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around is lengthy and loaded. If you have missed anything, fear not, because the headlines are coming your way once again. And what will Spencer do if Gonzaga loses Thursday night? He'll tell you coming up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what am I doing? I already know what I'm going to say. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU beat LMU 85-77 Saturday night. Mika, Hawes, Emery, and Childs all scored in double figures. The Cougars host the new number one team in the country, Gonzaga. Thursday night in the Merritt Center, it's the highest ranked team ever to visit Provo. Football. Jamal Williams had eight rushes for 29 yards, two catches for nine yards, and had a couple of tackles in the Senior Bowl on Saturday. Harvey Long had three tackles and an interception on a two-point conversion to seal the win for the South team over the North, 16-15. to They're both going to get drafted. Women's basketball. Cougars lost to LMU in its second overtime game of the week, 77-74. The WCC's leading scorer, Cassie Broadhead, finished with the game-high 25 points and five assists. Volleyball. Number three, BYU fell to 7th-ranked UC Irvine in five sets on Friday night, but bounced back with a sweep on Saturday in the second match. Both Jake Langlois and Ben Patch had 12 kills in that win on Saturday. Tennis. Men's team lost at Harvard in 6-1, and Cornell U, ever heard of it? Mm -hmm. Tuna, Mm -hmm. 4-2. Despite victories from seniors Keaton Cullimore and Jacob Sullivan, the women's team 
How about this? Macy Jones comes on the show Friday. They win 7 nothing. They beat everybody from Carmel. Weber State in the 2017 home open. Riddick did the do. Crack and fill. At the UW. Here comes in, Treble. At the UW Invitational in Seattle. Clayton Young had the fourth UW. fastest indoor 3,000 meters in BYU history. Seven minutes, 49 seconds, and a little bit more than that. Olympian Tatenda Sumba won the 200 in 21.48 seconds. For the women's team, Shea Collinsworth took fourth overall in the 800 at a time of 2 minutes, 4 seconds, and 39 hundredths. In summary, 7 of the 10 athletes ran top 10 marks in the NCAA over the weekend. Gymnastics. In Seattle, you'd say U-Dub. Just yeah, I, I oh. know. Oh, okay. U-W. U-W. George Bush. W. The Cougars scored a season-low 193.550 in gymnastics. At Boise State, prompting Coach Guard Young to say the girls didn't deliver. Wow. Swimming and diving. BYU had four divers finish in the top eight in both the one-meter and three-meter events at the Air Force Diving Invitational. Kevin Dreesen led the way and took second in the one-meter with a score of 316.75. Cougars in the PGA. Ah! Zach Blair finished tied for 41st at two under par at the Farmers Insurance Open. Spencer. Cougars in the association. Kyle Collins with had 10 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, and 1 steal in the Texas Legends loss over the weekend. Cougars overseas. Who cares if they lose? Jonathan Tavernar had 15 points, 5 rebounds in Italia yesterday. Future guests include the head basketball coach of BYU, Dave Rose, on Thursday, game day against number one ranked Gonzaga, and the former head coach, Steve Cleveland. Have the current and the former head coach, yeah. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need a most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Harvey Longy in the Senior Bowl. I thought he was most excellent. Our Twitter question today, what's home court worth for BYU basketball against Gonzaga? Elite tweeted today from at Jazz. Depends. Is Jimmer coming back? <laughs> Will there be WCC refs? And what's the airspeed velocity of a sparrow? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Hashtag beat Gonzaga. Thanks to Blaine Fowler and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Chris Dowling. Number one Gonzaga coming to town.